Danzig Twist of Kane on 100.3, The X Rocks. That gentleman, along with Doyle, coming to town at the Revolution Concert and Event Center on the 21st of this month. And uh, he is on the phone with us right now. Let's say good morning to Glenn Danzig. Glenn, how are you, sir? Good. How you doing? Bring it in there, man. How are things? Uh, Busy. <laughs> I can imagine, dude. I was going to say, how the hell do you find the time to tour? you got so many things going on, but I guess uh, you got to make time for what you do, right? Yeah, no, we're leaving for Europe in a couple of days again. And uh, the, the, you're playing a 25th anniversary show over there, right? Yeah, actually, uh, this is the first time we've ever brought Doyle over there, so they're going crazy. That's good, man. You know, it, it's nice to see that, that the fans are, are still there after all this time. I imagine when you guys set out and began that band, it wasn't you weren't worried about what you were going to do 25 years later, but to know that they're still there, it's got to be a good feeling inside, huh? Yeah, it's actually even crazier than it's ever been. It, it's, it's really nice. You got into a, almost a mythological part of, I guess, the vocabulary, right? I don't know. <laughs> I just know that uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm still just on my label, and it's bigger than it's ever been. You know, uh, you guys are, are coming to town here in, in August as part of that 25th anniversary tour, and now uh, you're bringing Doyle with you as well. And, you know, you've got so much material. How difficult is it for you guys to come up with a set list every night? Do you like to change it up, or do you have something in mind like, hey, this is how we're going to roll this time around? Yeah, actually, we, we do change it up. Uh, recently in Europe, we did a show at the Roundhouse, and it sold out, so we added a tiny little club show, and we charged like $6.66 to get in, and we just called out the set. Nice. We started asking people what they wanted to hear, and it was just, that's how we did the set. And that's cool. I mean, you, you have the library to be able to pull off something like that. But, y y you know, as you go through and you watch the albums progress, not just with the Misfits, but also with, with your own stuff as well, I think you can tell the, the progression and you're looking for a different sound with each album. Is that just something that you set out that you wanted to do? Or as you kind of your career progressed, it just happened that way? I think it's a lot of those things. Some of the stuff you said, and it's also like, I want to explore what like say Danzig is you know what I mean and see if I can bring more dimension to it while still remaining faithful to the sound and you know I also want to stay challenged as an artist I want my fans to like the stuff you know so I'm not going to do a Frank Zappa record you know <laughs> do a Danzig record <laughs> you've been working on an album's cover as well right actually that's done the reason it hasn't come out yet is because I'm in between uh, distributors I have my own label so if I'm not happy, I just leave, and I wasn't happy, so I left. So right in the middle of doing a new deal uh, for a new distributor for my label, so then the covers record will come out. You were uh, you were doing the uh, your own label thing before it got cool, and, and everybody started kind of giving up on the big record companies out there and that kind of stuff. It's treated you pretty well, but has it been a, a tough road to hope for you? It's always tough um, because uh, you have to, you know, you have to. It's a business, you know, and you. Uh, you have to keep your eye on it or people rip you off. You know, and, and talk about being progressive. Uh, now it's popular to for bands to be involved in a lot of things like comic books and movies and those sort of things. But you've been doing that stuff for a very long time. Uh, when did you realize, you know, is it just something that you wanted to express yourself in another artistic form or you felt that it was necessary to, you know, keep the Danzig message out there? Actually, I was tired of reading crappy comic books from DC and Marvel and at the time, indie comics were really getting popular in America because there were a lot more people frustrated with you know the mainstream comics. And I wanted to do it on a you know on a bigger scale and in color because all the indie comics were black and white. And so that's what we did. We uh, 
just went out, hired all the best people, Bisley, Frazetta, you know, uh, Dave Stevens, Martin Eamon, Joe Chido, all these great people, plus great writers, and then we just took on the industry. And that's that's been a successful move for you in that respect. And then there's there's been some chatter that you might try to branch out and do some stuff in, in the feature length kind of thing in the movie side of things. Are, are you still thinking about doing something like that? Yeah, we've been banging our heads against the wall here in Hollywood. Uh, we have production deals, then they're gone, then we do no, you know. So I think we might go indie. Uh, a lot of people are having success raising money indie, and uh, maybe we'll go indie. Who knows? You got some great ideas, man, and you know you've done the own record label thing. You have an idea of what it takes. What's what's the bitch of the bunch as far as Hollywood is concerned? Is it financing, trying 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 to find people you believe in? What is it? You know, it's the same thing with the major labels as it is in Hollywood. You know, you got people that are in there that only want to do deals with their friends so they can take a back end cut. You know. So they'll cut a deal with a producer, they get a back-end cut, the producer gets his cut. They don't care if the movie bombs and the studio goes out of business, they make their money. That's why you see so many crappy movies get made in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) That lose tons of money. You see a movie that costs $250 million, it comes out, first week does $10 million and it's gone, the studio eats it and the producers and the... Other people don't care. They got their money. They're laughing. Yeah, you know when you go through those um, the, those difficulties of getting things done, but it comes out and it's something you're proud of, and and you you feel that you know this is this is what it was all about to begin with. Yeah, you know that's what it is all about. It's about doing something you're proud of. It's not necessarily about making money. Um, you know, we were talking before about the indie labels. The reason I started my label is because no one would put the misfit stuff out. They thought it was terrible. <laughs> like, this is just loud wall of noise. And I was like, yeah, it's great. They're like, no, it sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, F you, you know. And just eventually put it out on my own. And, you know, now here we are, however many more years, and misfits is way more years than, than Danzig. So, I mean, you know, and it's classic, you know, must listen to music. Exactly, man, and it'll be great to kind of see that and experience it live. Uh, do you still get a rush out of, out of performing those songs that were written so many years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, this time on the 25th anniversary, uh, I think we only do two new songs right in the start, and then it's all old stuff from Danzig 1, 2, and 3. You know, now... And we can Doyle out. Yeah, I mean now it spans new generations. Like there's young people that have you know that that never got a chance to listen to it when it came out, and and you can see the young kids in there that are really taking it in. That's got to be a rewarding feeling as well. It's really nice seeing that uh, that cross section of uh, age groups when we come out and do shows. It's really it's cool because you realize that you know people are going to find the music that they don't hear necessarily on pop radio they're going to seek it out and they're going to find it you know uh been lucky enough to catch you out at big festivals like rock on the range uh last year year before last actually and then uh, you know we, we've also seen you play club shows it seems like you really really dig that kind of intimate setting uh, and being in a club and being able to feed off people that are that close to you does it does it seem that way in your mind or are they all the same to you um, it's different, of course, because you have more people, it's different kind of energy. I mean, you know, you're talking about rock on range as opposed to a club show. In Europe, we're talking about, you know, 50 to 120,000 people at a festival. Right. So, uh, it, it's crazy. It's much different. But, yeah, there's, my favorite size venue is like probably two to 5,000 seats. Arenas are kind of like, eh, but you can still be, get that intimate feeling, you know, with it, with the people. 
You got that coming at the Revolution Concert Center, man. Now you're going to be here on the 21st uh, along with Doyle for 25 years of Danzig. It's going to be a kick-ass show. Tickets are still available. Glenn, thank you for the time, man. We appreciate you calling in. You take care of yourself, all right? Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks.